Hello and welcome to JoyConCast episode 22. I'm your host Nicholas and this week there isn't much in the way of Nintendo Switch news. It's been a pretty slow news week and rightfully so. Pokemon Sword and Shield are now available by the time this episode is available on platforms. When I'm recording this, it's the day before, so I have not had a chance to play Pokemon Sword or Shield yet. I have Pokemon Sword pre-downloaded. It's ready to go. I'm very excited. Unfortunately, I won't be talking about it, at least talk about my thoughts this week as, like I said, I haven't played it yet. Next week's episode is all about Pokemon. I'm going to do a spoiler cast extravaganza talking all about my thoughts on Pokemon Sword and Shield. But this week, it may be a bit of a shorter episode just because there really isn't much news. And I really want to talk about Pokemon, but I haven't really played Pokemon. But I wanted to talk about some of the issues going on over at Game Freak. Now, it's no surprise that these Pokemon games, Sword and Shield, have been met with a big bit of controversy. There's been a lot of hate towards these games, and pretty much since the announcement of Pokemon Sword and Shield, I've been trying to stay away from news, leaks, speculation, even some directs I've straight up just missed and avoided because I wanted to go into these Pokemon games blind. It's been a long time since I've played a Pokemon game blind. Game Freak and Nintendo like to overshare a lot of information when it comes to Pokemon like starter evos, Pokemon designs, gym leaders, areas to explore, just everything. Pokemon and and Nintendo, Game Freak, however you want to word that, they just share so much about the games that it's hard to go into them with a blind experience or go into them wondering what you're going to see. So I really try to stay away from the internet regarding Pokemon Sword and Shield because I just want I, I wanted to go into this fresh, go into this blind, but it's been hard to ignore the mess that these games have gotten because so many people are just sending their hate towards Game Freak when it comes to these games. And I think it's a case, you know, as far as the Pokemon controversy goes, as far as, you know, Pokemon being cut and, you know, the overworld being empty, as far as all of that goes, I think it's a case of bad PR, poorly worded announcements, you know, Game Freak... This is their first attempt at making a Pokemon game on a console. Mix that with the rush of yearly releases. You know, Pokemon's a yearly game. It's it's released every single year now. I think there's a lot of pressure on the fans and at Game Freak when it comes to these games. Now, recently, more information has come out um, regarding Pokemon models and regarding the national decks uh, and I believe at this point it is confirmed that there are 400 some Pokemon available in Sword and Shield so more than half I think it's actually over like 60% of Pokemon have been cut from the game and of course there is no national decks 
So you won't be able to transfer Pokemon from other games or from Pokemon Home. So you're stuck with only 400-some Pokemon in Sword and Shield. And I've talked about a lot of this before. And it's so... I guess it's... I don't know. It's just so weird that we're still talking about it. A day from release. These are still... Problems to a lot of people. And I think the thing is... When it comes to these games... Is... Bad news spreads. You know, and after every announcement... After everything that's ever come out about these games... Within the past 8 months... It's only ever been bad news. And... Obviously, that attracts more attention. People look at what's missing from a game and not what's been added. A lot of people that have been sending their hate towards these games have not played them, have not gotten their hands on them, have not experienced them. I'm sure most of those people are still going to buy the game because it's Pokemon. And I mean, if this is the eighth generation, you know, we are almost 1000 Pokemon deep. Like, th there's a lot of Pokemon, there's a lot of regions, there's a lot of Pokemon games now. I find it hard to believe that this is the Pokemon game where people stop playing. If you've been playing, you know, Pokemon since Generation 1 up until now, like, I, I find it hard to believe that this is where you draw the line. This is where you decide, yeah, I'm done with the game. Like, I, I don't know, I just feel like so many people have invested their time in these games. I find it hard that so many are just going to drop it and move on. But a lot of people have been playing the leaked versions of the games because they have leaked online. They are available. And what it seems like, the people who are playing these games are enjoying them and having a good time. And that has me excited. That has me happy. Because I'm still excited for these games. And I, I've expressed this before. You know, I'm still excited for these games. I'm still going to get them. Like I said, I have Pokemon Sword pre-downloaded. I might um, get Pokemon Sword or Pokemon Shield at maybe like winter time. I usually buy one game at launch and then the other during winter. I'll probably do that again this time around. But... Yeah, it just seems, and even when it comes to, like, scores, like, IGN gave the game a, a 9.3. GameSpot gave the game a 9 out of 10. Like, it's getting 4 out of 5s, 8 out of 10s, 9 out of 10s. It's getting really good reception from those who've played it. And I think so many people are just looking at what's been cut. Instead of looking at what's been added and what's new to the games. And you have to understand, Game Freak has been making Pokemon games for over 20 years now. I'm sure they have a great understanding of what they need to do to make a Pokemon game. And want to mix it up for themselves and add new elements and, and stuff like that. And yeah, it sucks in my position because my favorite Pokemon line, the Piplup, Pimplup, and Empoleon are not available in the game. And it sucks. It's awful. I've really wanted to play a Pokemon game with Piplup on the Switch. And yeah, I guess you can count Pokemon Tournament, but it's not the same. And I won't be able to do that, and it sucks. But it is what it is. I'm still willing to give the games a fair shot, see what's been added. The Dynamax feature looks really cool. I'm excited for a more open world. 
And I think the biggest problem is just expectations. I think so many people got their hopes up and wanted to wanted to play a Breath of the Wild like Pokemon game, and that was never Game Freak's intent. And we're realizing that now. Um, well, at least I've realized it upon the game's announcements, but so many people are just now realizing this, and I don't know. Either way, um, I really hope that come next year, when it comes to Diamond and Pearl, because those remakes are inevitable. I'm sure we're going to, I know we're going to get a Pokemon game this time next year. They're yearly releases now. I would assume it's Diamond and Pearl. Um, I could see a release schedule of a Let's Go game, main series game remake. I think that could work. I think that could be, I don't know if Let's Go is something they'd want to keep doing because it's essentially a remake I guess it's not really a remake as much as it is a reimagining I could see them possibly turning that into you know every couple years releasing a let's go game but it's inevitable we'll get diamond and pearl remakes at some point probably next year and I really hope that game freak learns from this it's the biggest that's what I want to take away from this situation is I hope game freak learns their lesson i think they need to better word stuff and better explain stuff because i'll tell you the past like six to eight months of being online and being in the nintendo and pokemon community and hearing so many people just complain about these games was tiring it really is tiring especially when the games aren't even going to be that bad i hope game freak learns from this lesson and I don't know. I just I hope that they take away something from this whole experience and come next year they have better a better idea of how to respond to the criticism and controversy and the hate and you know maybe they'll learn their lesson and realize what needs to be done to make Diamond and Pearl remakes good and better for those that have such high standards for Pokemon games, I guess. Like I really I don't want to I don't want to be a part of that community come next year if this is how I can't do that again. It was so it just Twitter and YouTube and Reddit and so many places was just filled with negativity regarding these games. I can't do that again. It's tiring hearing so many people complain about a a piece of media that hasn't even been released yet and it was just so tiring. So I don't know if anything could have been done differently this time around. You know, I don't know if Game Freak could have handled this any differently. But hopefully come around next year, Game Freak learns their lesson. And I don't know, hopefully they just have better responses to the online criticism that these games have been getting. As far as everything, you know, obviously it's coming out now that there's 64% Pokemon have been cut. Over 140 moves are cut. There's only 10 um, routes to explore. I think gym leaders only have like up to three Pokemon. There's just a lot missing. But again, I think that there is going to be a lot of stuff 
added. I think there's going to be a decent amount of new content in the game. And uh, I don't know. I'm still excited. I'm still excited. It is weird looking at games like Smash Ultimate that has every Smash Bros. fighter that was ever in the game and then some. And then looking at Pokemon and it cut more than half the Pokedex. But I don't know. I think once the game comes out, once more people get their hands on it, hopefully it'll be a little easier to understand why some decisions were made. And like I said, Pokemon is Pokemon. And Pokemon will always be fun. You know, these are far from the first Pokemon games made. They are definitely not the last Pokemon games ever made. And no amount of reception or negativity will ever make these games near the last. Uh, this is a... I think Pokemon is like the best-selling franchise. It's the best-selling property compared to, you know, things like Harry Potter or Mario or whatever. Like, you know, I think Game Freak knows what they're doing. Maybe they made a slip-up this time around. Hopefully, they learn from it in the future. But what I know is, hopefully, the community reacts differently next time around because... If half the amount of people who are complaining about Sword and Shield are truly leaving the community and not buying the games, I better not see them next year complaining because it's just, it's, it's so tiresome. It really is tiresome. But yeah, Diamond and Pearl remakes next year. I'm interested to see how those turn out. And uh, again, hopefully Game Freak kind of learns a lesson from all of this and hopefully next year is a little easier to go through because this year was terrible with Pokemon. Like I'm excited. A lot of people are still excited, but man, the community was just ruthless over graphics of all things. I have never in my days seen the Nintendo community get riled up over graphics. Never in my days have I ever seen this. Like we're, t we're talking about Nintendo here. They always, always have the most inferior system when it comes to graphics. I will, ne I will never understand. This is a weird chapter in <laughs> Nintendo community lore. Like, this is odd. I've never seen people in the Pokemon or Nintendo community get so riled up over pixels and rendering distance and an overworld having, you know, these pixels popping in and these shadows popping. It's just crazy to me. But either way, people are upset. I don't quite understand why, but they're upset. Um, but moving on, like I said, next week I'll talk about Pokemon in-depth, my actual review. I'm going to spend as much time as I can with it over this weekend and next week. I'm very, 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 very excited about these games. And now that like it's a day before release, I'm more excited than ever. I guess I, I don't know. I've just... It was weird because on one hand, I was trying to ignore information, so I went into this blind. But by doing that, I wasn't really getting myself as excited for the games because I it's not that I forgot about them, but like I was just kind of keeping myself busy with other games. And um, But now that I'm a day away from launch, I'm so excited now. I'm very excited. So yeah, Pokemon Sword, I'm playing that all night. Tomorrow night, I'll play it throughout the weekend. Hopefully next week I can get uh, the main story done as well as any post-game 
I, I do want to get back into competitive battling. I haven't done that since like X and Y or OAS. So I'm excited to get back into competitive, maybe even VGC. Um, I, I think Wonder Trading is Wonder Trading. Hold on, is Wonder Trade in these games? I know Let's Go cut like a lot of it cut Wonder Trade and. Trading and battling with people in Let's Go was terrible. If it's anything like that in Sword and Shield, I don't know if I'll be doing that, but... Let's see. Uh, Pokemon's Wonder Trade improved in Sword and Shield. Let's see, it's now called Surprise Trades. See, I didn't know about this because I've been trying to keep my ears plugged about new information. So let me see. Wonder Trade... Um, they're now surprise trades, and they will happen in the background while you're adventuring? So, one of the, wait, one of the things you can do. So, surprise trades, I'm reading this from GamingTrend.com. Uh, surprise trades is just one of the many exciting features being implemented in Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. This feature is actually one of the items. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this looks like it's a quote from a game informer interview. One of the cool things you can now you can do now is in previous games you had Wonder Trade where you could throw out a Pokemon and it would find someone to trade with and the trade would happen and it would save the game. It was a very active process. We've kind of improved that now. So now with surprise trades you can choose a Pokemon for trading and then it'll happen in the background. So while you're just adventuring it'll find someone to trade with and after some time's progresses you'll suddenly see that your Pokemon is created for something else. We found a way to make it happen more seamlessly without having to save and actively do it one at a time. This looks weird, actually. <laughs> this sounds really weird. I liked how Wonder Trade was just its own thing, and I would just fire off Pokemon like one at a time. Um, let me actually see. I don't know. I'll have to give it a shot. I'm kind of excited if Wonder Trade's anything or Surprise Trade's anything like Wonder Trade and X and Y. I might just do a lot of breeding in the game and actually do some Wonder Trades this time around. I'm excited to get back into that. I'm excited to get back into Pokemon. It's been such a long time. I didn't play Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Sun and Moon were alright. I played through them and did some battling and some Wonder Trades, but... I really think that, like, Pokemon Sword and Shield are going to be, like, X and Y all over again for me. Like, yeah, a lot of Pokemon are missing. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff not in the game. But I think that what has been added, like, the Dynamax feature seems really cool. And other elements of the game seem to be just improved overall. Or at least enhanced a little bit. So, I'm excited. I, I'm excited for these games. And, yeah, I know a lot of people are just, like, angry over them, but... I think there's something here to be excited about, and uh, I'm happy to give them a shot. Next week, I'll, I'll talk all about it. So, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy the games. Like I said, they're Pokemon. Pokemon is fun. Pokemon's always been fun. Even in games like... Uh, it's not that I hated Sun and Moon, but they were definitely like different. Even games like that... You know, I still find a lot to enjoy. So, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun. I think they're going to be good games. Give them a shot. 
I think you'll enjoy them too. But uh, with that said, there hasn't been much news when it comes to Nintendo Switch. Like I said, Pokemon Sword and Shield are out now by the time this is available on Anchor and, and Spotify and all that. Uh, by the time this is available, um, Pokemon Sword and Shield are out. So, obviously there isn't much news. But one thing I did want to talk about is Nintendo Switch 2020 and what possible games could be released. There are some games that we know of. Obviously, Animal Crossing New Horizons is coming out in March. Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE Encore is coming out January. Uh, we have some other games like Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, the Definitive Edition is coming out. Brain Training is coming out. Uh, there's a couple games that we have announced that have not been heard from in a while and there are some games that have been I use quotations leaked as far as the release date goes and I wanted to talk about what games could possibly come out in 2020 I know we've been talking about 2020 for a while now because it is an interesting year it'll be the third year for Nintendo Switch it'll be the last year that PS4 and Xbox One are on store shelves and much like 2018, I think it'll be a slow year for Switch. However, I think that there are some games that could be released that could be great for Nintendo. Uh, the first one is Breath of the Wild 2. Now, this was announced not too long ago, and I believe there is no active... I don't think there's an actual confirmed release date. However, there are rumors or leaks that it could release as early as 2020. And we've talked about this before. I think especially like a holiday release could be great for this game to counterattack PS5 and Xbox Scarlet. Releasing a sequel to one of the best or, or just high, highest rated games of this generation is going to do numbers for Switch. I think Nintendo could sell Switches with a Breath of the Wild 2 and keep people away from PlayStation or Xbox, at least at launch. Zelda titles usually have delays. Uh, that's, you know, no mystery. That's no surprise. They, they often get uh, delays, but I could possibly see it coming out as early as next year. I mean, assuming that you're using a lot of the same assets from Breath of the Wild, there really isn't much groundwork that needs to be laid out for these games. And if next year is going to be slow, I think this could be a pretty big game for Nintendo to release. Most definitely. And, uh, I don't know, it just seems like a pretty early release for the game, considering it was, I think it was announced this E3? I think it was really, I think it was, an, or it was announced this E3, I'm pretty sure. It just seems like so soon. But, still, I think it could be 
a potential 2020 release and a big holiday release at that. So I'm excited to I'm excited to actually find out when that releases because it's such a big game. Like Breath of the Wild did so well, and whenever Nintendo releases it, it's going to do really well. I think it's going to move systems, so it could be a 2020 release to combat PlayStation and Xbox. But other than that, I don't know for sure. Uh, the other game that we know of for sure, uh, or some games that we know of for sure, uh, is The Outer Worlds. I don't know if I mentioned that, but The Outer Worlds was announced to come out fiscal year of 2020. And from what I've read, that means that it should come out before March 31st of 2020. So it should be, at the latest, a March release, which isn't too bad. That would put it at what, like five months after releasing on other consoles and PC? That's not too bad. Uh, I've been playing this on Game Pass uh, for PC, and it's been very, very fun. Uh, I'm excited to see what it looks like on Switch. I did read that the developers were pretty surprised about uh, how well it was running on Switch. So, I mean, looking at games like The Witcher and Doom and Skyrim and Wolfenstein and um, you know, Diablo or Overwatch, looking at games like those, I have high hopes for it. I know that it's going to be really exciting to see a game like this because it just released like five months ago. This is this is not a five-year-old game or two-year-old game. Like, it's new. It's brand new on PS4 and Xbox and PC. Like, it's a brand new game. So, I think it's really going to test the Nintendo Switch and see how far you can push it. And... I probably will skip out on the Switch launch because I've been playing it on PC. But still, I'm excited to see what it looks like and to see how well it runs. And for a lot of people, this is going to be a great game to pick up. So uh, that's coming out. But we do have some games that, like I said, we haven't heard from in a while. Bayonetta 3 was announced nearly two years ago at the Game Awards now. And since then, I think there's been little news or updates regarding that game. And it was kind of like, I feel like the Bayonetta 3 announcement was like the Prime 4 announcement. And we'll talk about Prime 4 in a minute here as well. But I feel like it was just an announcement to get people excited to run out the doors and buy a Switch. Since this was not too long after the Switch was released. I don't know. How Platinum develops their games. I'm sure they have different teams. Like working on different games and whatnot. And with Astral Chain being out now. I would assume. Most attention is being put on Bayonetta 3. If that's the case. I'm not. Again I don't know. I'm not a game developer. I don't know how they do things over at Platinum. But. It's just weird that like. We've had no updates regarding this game. And I guess that's kind of a good thing. And a bad thing. Looking at Prime 4, it got a delay. They're constantly, like, bringing in new people for, you know, different positions. Like, it just feels like the game is never coming out. Or if it is, it'll come out by the time the Switch is on its deathbed. Like, it just feels like it's a game that won't be released for another 10 years. But Bayonetta 3, we don't really have to worry about that. There really isn't any news or updates that make it sound like that. So... I don't know if this could be a 2020 game. I mean, it, it's been what? one? It's been two years since it was announced. Next winter, it'll be three years. I think that's plenty of time for the game to 
you know, be close to finished. So, I think, especially if 2020 is going to be a slow year, Breath of the Wild 2 will obviously pick up a lot of slack that the, the year may carry. But having one or two other big titles come out next year would definitely ease Switch sales. And Bayonetta 3 could be one of them. I still haven't played Bayonetta 1 or 2. I'm waiting for them to go on sale on Switch. I don't see them on sale on Switch very often. Uh, much like many other Nintendo exclusives, they rarely go on sale. But yeah, I'm waiting for them to go on sale on Switch so I can pick them up and play through them before Bayonetta 3. But, but yeah, it's just it's kind of a game that's been in the dark since its announcement. And the last that we heard about it, it was just simply now in development. So, who knows where it's at? Who knows what's pro- uh, what the progress is looking like? But it could potentially be a 2020 game, especially if the rest of the year is going to be slow. Having that game plus Breath of the Wild and maybe one other big game could definitely pick it up. Obviously, Doom Eternal is releasing in 2020. That got delayed. I'm trying to see what else is here. At least big, worthy titles. Um, Pikmin. That's another game that's been in development literally forever. I feel like I've been reading about Pikmin 4 since like 2013. Never played a Pikmin game, but just for like the Nintendo community and for Pikmin fans, I just want this game to come out already. Like, I feel like I've read about this game forever, back in the Wii U days even. And uh, I think it's in development. I mean, the last I've heard about it, Miyamoto said... You know, it's in development, it's being worked on, but there's been literally no, like, official news or anything regarding this game. And I I don't know if I, I could expect, I mean, I say a lot of these games could be 2020 games because we don't have a lineup of games announced for next year like we did this year. So pretty much anything could take a spot next year, but yeah, Pikmin 4, it's announced it's been in development. There's nothing in the way of an, uh, a release date or any sort of announcements, but you know that could definitely be be something. I could see. I think Pikmin could be big enough as to where Nintendo could have like a their whole booth at E3 next year focused on Pikmin. I think enough people enjoy that game franchise enough as to where. You know, it, it, it could maybe move some systems and garner some attention. So, I'm excited to see if Pikmin gets talked about at all next year. Uh, Prime 4. I know we just kind of talked about this briefly. I don't think that's coming out next year. I don't think that'll come out for a while. And it doesn't feel like too long ago that development got scrapped and, you know... The game got delayed and pushed back. So, honestly, your guess is as good as mine when it comes to Prime 4. However, I would like to still see a Prime 4 trilogy. I've been talking about it for a long time. I've never played the Prime games. And I would love to. I'd love to have the trilogy on Switch. I think that is something that Nintendo could announce during a Direct. And then drop like a $30 or $40 you know, triple pack on the eShop right after, and it'd do pretty well. Um, 
I just want to play through the Prime games. And I think these are great placeholders until Prime 4. Like, I think this could soothe people and ease them, you know, until we get more information regarding Prime 4. I think this could be a great addition to the Switch library as well. So, yeah, Prime 4, I don't think that'll be at least for like two or three years, in all honesty. I don't think we'll get any information for a while. But Prime Trilogy, I think could be a fun little thing to hold people over. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5. I, I remember this game being... Was this during... Like, I think this was like during the initial... Nintendo Switch announcement or something like that. Or maybe it was during like E3 or something. I, I forget exactly when this was announced, but... I think this was during the... Um, that official, like, that Nintendo presentation in January of 2017 before the Switch came out. I think that's when it was talked about. I don't know, but, um, I remember this was a Nintendo Switch exclusive. I've never played these games before, but it looked kind of interesting. Um, and I was willing to give it a shot, but we really haven't heard anything since 2017. And recently, I think I did read that the game is still in development, and it's not canceled. It's still in development. They're still working on it. So, I, yeah, I don't know if this is a 2020 game, like if it's slated for 2020 or what. But, again, this could be, I mean, here's a game right here that could fill an empty slot. Um, I'd be willing to give that give that game a chance uh, if it ever releases. Um, I, I would definitely be willing to give that game a chance. Um, as far as ports, like a couple weeks ago, I talked about Nintendo wanting to bring over 3DS titles to Switch. I I think I, I think there's a whole library of IPs that Nintendo could, if they're not bringing direct 3DS games to Switch, but instead IPs from the 3DS. I think there's a huge library uh, of games that could do really well on Switch. But Wii U ports are also something we see often. And it's been kind of slow this year. I mean, we saw New Super Mario Bros. U get ported over. Um, It's been pretty slow this year with Wii U ports. But... I'm trying to think. I, I I think that was the only... Yeah, I think that was it. But there are definitely some other Wii U games that I would like to see on Switch. Whether it's to enhance the game, bring it to a whole new audience, or just have it live and breathe on another system. And one of the games I'd like to see, and not because I'm a fan of the franchise, but because we have two of the games on Switch now. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X. I don't think we'll get this next year. Just because we're seeing Xenoblade Chronicles 1 get brought over early next... Actually, no, that's not early next year. That's just next year. I don't think that has an announced... I don't think they announced a release window. But that is definitely one game that I'd like to see. I might give Xenoblade Chronicles a shot on Switch. Because I think then I'll play Chronicles 2 and enjoy it more. But... I'd like to see all the games on Switch because I think they just fit perfectly on the Switch. Those big RPGs are fun to have on the Switch. So, 
that's definitely one that I'd like to see. Again, maybe not necessarily next year, but definitely at some point. Another game I could see, even being like an early next year game or a holiday game, is Super Mario 3D World. We got Super Mario or New Super Mario Bros. U ported over to Switch. And if that game can get a port, 3D World can get a port. Honestly, I loved Super Mario 3D World. It's probably my second favorite 3D Mario game. It's incredible. It was so much fun. I remember playing it all the time on Wii U. Um, and honestly, I would buy it again. I think I'd buy it again on Switch. I've been really enjoying um, uh, Super Mario Bros. Uh, or Super Mario Maker. I've been really enjoying. It's been a while since I played through Odyssey. And I'd love to play through another 3D Mario game. And I think 3D World was just fun. It was just a breath of fresh air for Mario. And if they do what they've kind of been doing with Wii U ports. And they add a new character or additional content. I think it could sell relatively well. It's a Mario game. It's going to do well. Mario games always do well. And for me personally, I think I could justify uh, picking it up on Switch and playing through it once again. Uh, I, I had a blast with it. Uh, another game I could see, and this is another Platinum game, so I don't know how much this would interfere with Bayonetta 3's release, um, but I'd love to see The Wonderful 101. I never beat this game on Wii U. It's one of those games that was just kind of weird. It's an awfully weird game. It's great, but it's just really weird. But I really enjoyed my time with it, and I'd love to play it again on Switch. I don't know how well... It would run on Switch, just not necessarily like frame rate or graphic wise, but just the style of the game re relied on the gamepad. And while I think it could be easy enough to translate that on the Switch with the Joy-Con or the touchscreen, I do remember it relying on the gamepad to like draw stuff and move stuff around. So, I mean, if they can figure out how to, if Nintendo can figure out how to get Super Mario Maker 2 on Switch, I think Wonderful 101 would have absolutely no problem making its way on Switch, and if Bayonetta 3 is still in development and not ready for a 2020 release, bring over Wonderful 101. I think it's a crazy game, but I think it could be fun. I think it could be a lot of fun. And then, of course, Pikmin 3. Um, if we're not going to get Pikmin 4 anytime soon, I'd like them to bring over Pikmin 3 so I can at least experience what the franchise is like. Uh, much like Prime, the, the Prime games. I mean, it's something to hold people over. Um, it's something to give people a taste of what they're waiting for, I guess. Um, so I'd like to I'd like to play Pikmin 3. I never picked it up on Wii U. I never played it. So I think it could be a lot of fun uh, to play through on Switch. But other than that, there are a ton of other great games on... Wii U that I, I would like to see brought over to Switch. Most of, I think most of the really good ones, like Mario Kart, um, Breath of the Wild, I guess if you call Breath of the Wild, like those ones are on Switch, but there still is a great list of Wii U games that I would like to see on Nintendo Switch. And uh, especially if 2020 is going to be a slow year of new IPs or sequels or, or new games or remakes or whatever. Well, I don't think ports should always fill an empty space. 
I think it could be fine, especially since I think next year is going to be pretty slow in terms of announcements and games. But who knows? Maybe Nintendo's got Pikmin 4 ready to go. Bayonetta 3 is, you know, ready to go. Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be next year. Like, who knows? Maybe they can really, really shock me and just drop a, a ton of fire next year. But I think it's going to be a pretty slow year building up to the PlayStation and Xbox launch. And then we're going to see Nintendo possibly snap and, and see what they have for us. So, yeah, I think that's that. Um, Obviously, next year is going to be filled of, with directs and announcements and, and good stuff. But until then... We're just going to have to wait and see what Nintendo has to offer. But I think that is going to be it for this week's episode of Joy-Con Cast. Like I said, it's a shorter episode. Pokemon next week. Uh, I didn't I, I didn't want to talk about it as much as I did this week. But it's just such a... It's so hard not to talk about it. It's so hard not to mention the games when they're under so much fire. But it is what it is. I am sitting down and there are some games on Switch that I need to pick up like Demon X Machina, Astro Chain, Link's Awakening. There's a couple games that I, I might have to pick up because I do want to do a top 10 or top 15 Switch games of 2019 by the end of the year. I want to put together a, a concrete list of my favorite games this year. Obviously, there's a ton of games that I, I'm going to miss out on. But I want to do my, my best to put together a pretty decent list of the best Switch games. And then I'm also going to do probably the third or fourth week of December. I'll probably do a 2019 year in review. Going through Switch sales, Switch games, uh, new accessories, how Nintendo did, how games were well received. You know, just kind of going through the year and doing a year in review. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. I know that we still have a couple weeks left, or not a couple weeks, but many, many weeks left of 2019. We still have like a whole month, but I am planning to do some pretty fun stuff before the year ends, so I'm excited for that. But either way, that's going to be it for this week. Like I said, there's really not that much news, so there's not really that new, or not many new releases, there's not really too many great sales, there's not really too much to talk about when it comes to Switch, so next year is all about Pokemon, so I guess until then, I'll see you in the next one as we talk about Pokemon, which I'm very excited about, but either way, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of the Joy-Con Cast. Thank you, as always, for listening. Any support is greatly appreciated. Have yourselves a good day. And I'll see you in the next one.